for joining me today on Joy Bomb. This is episode 269, and it is the third in my isolation conversation series. We are still quarantined. We're still sequestered because of COVID. And uh, I don't even, there's no reason for me to even have a different title for these episodes, because for the most part, most of my guests are remote. And so this is really just business as usual for me. But, you know, I love a theme. So we're going to go with that. Isolation Conversation, Volume 3. And my special guest for today, I haven't spoken to her on Joy Bomb in such a long time, is the remarkable, the multi-talented, the stunning, the gorgeous, the um, polarizing Eve 6000. Bitch, how the fuck are you doing? Hi, Diva. I'm doing good. I'm, I mean, I'm, you know what? I'm kind of thriving in the situation because... I'm used to staying home all the time and it's kind of like, wow, now everyone else can relate to what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to ask you like how you're doing, but I really did assume that very much like me, that you were probably, this really wasn't much of a big change for you. Just no, day-to-day really. life. I mean, yeah. the only thing is obviously there's, there's no events to go out and go to. Um, but I mean, I didn't really go out that much anyway. So <laughs> Well, yeah, and then you were living, weren't you, like, at your um, mom's house or something, like, far away? Yeah, that was a while ago. That was, like, almost two years ago now. Oh, my God. So, well, it was more than two years ago that I went there. I was there for six months, and then I moved back down to downtown Toronto, and I've been in my current place for almost two years now. Wow. When was the last time I had you on Joy Bomb? It feels like forever. It must have been a long time ago. (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure I changed my name in the middle of like 2017. Yes, because yeah, it was. It, oh my god, has it really been that long? Jesus, I think it has. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was at this bar um, in Toronto called Cruise and Tangos, and they were doing this competition show that they do every summer. And I was there, like helping the girls upstairs because I always do that because I'm like just such a messy bitch and I want to see all the drama and stuff. And <laughs> not because you're helpful and want everyone to do their best. <laughs> no, no, but I, I do, I do always like pick one or two girls to help, but. um but anyway, so I was there helping people and blah, 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 being upstairs and watching the thing on the TV. So I didn't have to stand in the audience. And um, uh, I was talking to uh, my friend Ecstasy Love, uh, who is another uh, continental sister. And um, I was I just came up with it. Like, it just came to me, like, in my mind. I was like, that is such a funny name, Eve 6000, because of E6000, the glue. And then I was thinking of, like, puns and different punchlines or taglines or whatever, like, um, open or crack a window, it's Eve 6000, you know? Like, jokes about, like, smells and, like, um, giving you a headache and blah, 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 you know? Right. So I thought, I thought it was kind of fitting in some ways. And uh, yeah, and, and I just thought, and, and the other thing is too, I had been wanting to change my name for a long time because when I was um, doing drag before like 2017, 2017 was a big year for me in terms of like changing the way that I thought about doing drag because I did um, a pageant and um, it was at a bar that I worked at like at least like four or five times a month. 
and I was getting good shows there. I was doing like Friday shows and, and like Thursdays and stuff like the good nights that they have. And, um, then I did the pageant and I placed second runner up and around the exact same time they switched management and the new manager decided that I only deserve to do one new school show a month, new school, which pays less and, uh, is basically demeaning to somebody who's been working there for years at that point. And who won um, one of their, or not, or not won. But well, I didn't win, but I, came I, was, close. I, I placed, I was second runner up and everybody was talking about how well I did, which people always do after you do a pageant anyway. But, um, but I placed, you know, so I felt like I deserved a little bit more respect than that. And um, so I talked to him about it. Like every month I would email him like, Hey, I'm not sure why you're still putting me in new school, but blah, blah. But I was very, very respectful about it. And then at a certain point, I think it was like maybe four months later or something, I realized that he kind of just didn't like me and was just trying to like force me out. Right. So I basically just told him, I was like, if you're only going to book me for that kind of show, then don't book me anymore. And then he was, he didn't really say anything to that. But then the next month I didn't receive the schedule. Right. So I just asked him, I was like, Hey, did you take me off the schedule? And he said, no, because he's a liar. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't stand when people are liars like that. I cannot stand when people just don't tell you the truth. If you don't think I'm good, if you don't think I'm worthy of working there, then you can just tell me that. Like, I don't give a fuck. But I was working there for years, you know? Anyway, so that whole experience, it made me feel, like, uh, really disrespected. And I felt like um, I felt like I had so much work into this one establishment for my whole drag career, only to be disrespected in such a ridiculous way in my opinion you know so I just decided that I was gonna sort of take a hiatus and like just re-examine how things how I do things and blah 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 and um yeah so it was a big shift for me and that's part of why I wanted to change my name and I had a whole bunch of different names that I was thinking of and uh yeah so I I eventually settled on that one because I think I wanted to keep the the first name the same so that it's still very um recognizable as me you know right because that's what they call me right exactly that's going to be the most important part of your name yeah so yeah so that's the whole story with why i changed my name and i've i've just been enjoying it a lot of people think it's like a robot thing which is really funny and uh i also like to say um yeah six thousand is uh one thousand better than alaska so (laughs) (laughs) See, I I never even associated it with her, uh, because it's just, it's just because numbers. because I immediately Facts. because I immediately got the the joke that it was e six thousand. Like it didn't. A lot even... of people don't get it. I, I explain it a lot. Yeah, I just I stopped there. I'm like, okay, got it. Like, but I had to explain my other drag name too, so it doesn't really make a difference. See, I thought you had changed it. Like, this is the story I made up in my mind. I thought you had fu- you had you had come to the realization, or maybe thought that your name was slightly misogynistic you know eve summer's a feminine wash like you know like it could be perceived that way yeah i've never really thought about it in that angle i just i just thought like well i think when i was coming up with the name when i first started doing drag i thought i was like really fishy right so um and i know we don't use the word fishy anymore but that's what i thought at the time and (laughs) so my idea was like she's so like feminine and so real that like 
she has to use a, a douche, you know, like, which could be seen as being misogynistic as well. I had never really thought about it that way. So it's interesting. But That's yeah. funny. That's exact. I'm like, oh, she must just be like, you know what? This name is just too problematic because you're so not that person. Like you are so, yeah. you know, you're so anti-misogynist and anti-transphobia. Like you're such a activist in that right that I'm like, she must just be like, I'm, I just want to have a name that does not have that connotation because I'm that, I'm that woke. Yeah. Well, you know what? I never thought about it, but now I'm really glad that I changed it. <laughs> well, you can now you can just say that that was the whole reason behind it, like to make right. you, to make you even more of an activist. <laughs> extra woke points. Yes. Extra woke points. <laughs> right. Oh, so girl, like uh, I'm doing okay still in in quarantine. Like it was really rough for me in the beginning, even though I do typically live a very sequestered life anyway because i work from home like i'm always in my apartment Mm -hmm. so i'm always here and i go out i'm not very i'm not a very social person like i'll go out maybe if i if if it's like a really crazy month i may go out once a week or if it's a normal month maybe twice a week very rarely three times it's like it just varies depending on the season it's usually the season that dictates it you know if it's really cold i typically don't go out or i typically maybe go out more because it's it's not so hot to be in drag, but if it's like the heat of the summer, maybe I'll do it less, yeah. you know? So, but no more than once, like no more than once a week, no more than four times a, a month at all. Like that's not, to me, that's moderately social. So yeah. it didn't really change too much in my life when it was like all the uh, bars are closed, no events are being held. Like it didn't completely rattle my world to that degree, but it was just the fact that I was being told I couldn't that made, yeah. ma- that made me suddenly want to. Yeah, because I'm that kind of person. Like it's it's like if people tell me what to do, I will typically not do that just because I don't want you to think that you have any kind of control over me, or that I'm listening to yeah. you. So usually when people like that's like the worst tact with me is being told to do something. It will usually result in the exact opposite because I'm just that kind of person. So as soon as we're told we can't go out, all of a sudden I have this desire to be social. <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> I suddenly want to be social. I suddenly want to go out all the time. So that was really hard to adjust to at first. And then I just had a lot of other shit going on in my life. My mother died. My fucking dog had died a few months ago as well. Like all this death, all this change. Like I was just not in a good place anyway. Uh, So it really just kind of pushed me over the edge a bit. But I, I have adjusted and I have kind of gone through some of my mourning process and I actually feel much better. And, and the weather has gotten better as well. So maybe that's helping me. Like it's sunny and beautiful and warm now. And the trees are, bl- the leaves and the trees are coming through. So I look out my window and it's just beautiful, big, bright, ultraviolet green trees. Yeah. So it's like. I'm that- really hoping that. Yeah. I'm, hope- I'm hoping that as the weather gets warmer, it will make it. I don't know if there's any truth to this or if this makes any scientific sense at all. But I'm hoping that it, as the weather gets warmer, it will be harder for for um, people to stay sick. You know, because you're really tra- you're warmer. really trying very hard not to co-sign Trump say that the heat is going to kill you it. Say that? Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's just when, when, when it's really warm, when it's really warm, your sinuses and stuff don't get like blocked up as much, right? I, I guess this has nothing to do with the sinuses, so it's like I don't know. Right, it's just viruses. I don't know, you I'm know. not a doctor. <laughs> no, but I know what you're saying. You're saying like that viruses don't live like in the when it's so hot and then I'm just like, well, it's hot in Florida. 
True. Yeah. And they're getting it. Like, so it's like, yeah, you know, I don't think that's necessarily, it's worldwide right now and it's hot some places right now, but no. Yeah. Yeah. No, so true. I mean, I'm just hoping they get this shit under control just so that we can go back to a semblance of day-to-day life because yeah, you know, everyone, I mean, it's just, I look, I just, I'm in, I'm in, I'm like in the hub of Portland. So there's yeah. hotels and businesses and, you know, just all around me. And it's, it's like the hustle and bustle of the city. And it's been like, it's been mm-hmm. dead. It's been like dead and quiet. And it's yeah. so eerie and spooky. Well, New York, New York, everyone's still fucking going out on the streets. They're like one of the most impacted places in the world. And they're still just going about their business. Not Big Mel. She's sequestered. She's doing good. She's good like, for her. she's hiding, like, hiding, hiding out. Pictures. I've seen so many pictures and videos recently, but like from the from like the last week or a couple of days, people like going out jogging. The streets are full of people jogging and taking their dogs and da da da. Like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, do you not see that you're living in the place that is the most impacted, like in the world? Like, well, you need to stay home. I think if people take a jog or take their dog for a walk, as as long as they're far away from people, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, as much there as so many people on right. the street at once, like. But you also know, because I see these people when I, because I, I have to get out of the house every now and again to take a walk. I see these people yeah. who are clustered together, and like my par- my uh-huh. partner and I will be walking by, and, and we'll just judge people like, oh, they're not keeping a distance, or oh, um, they, oh, I bet they all live together. Yeah, right. It's a group of eight adults that seem like they're chatting. Yeah. It's like you don't fucking <laughs> live. You're 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 going bike riding with your friends. You're going on a, a power walk with your friends. You guys don't fucking yeah. live together. So so people like that piss me off the ones who don't maintain the personal distance piss me off but the Mm. ones who are like going the ones who piss me off the most are the people who are just like i'm going to my friend's house for a party i'm going to my friend's house to hang out i'm doing this i'm going to a dinner party it's like and i hate to take this show down to a, a depressing level but whatever um my mother couldn't have a funeral because of covid19 okay so it's like you're selfishness not only prolongs the economic impact not only prolongs the physical impact of potentially killing people like that was not bad enough but like now people that are dying right now can't have they're being buried in new york in mass graves they can't yeah they're dying alone in hospitals away from any family and they're like not able to be buried not even to be able to have a funeral can you imagine if someone that you love died and you couldn't even have that closure of a funeral like, that's what that means. Yeah. So is your dinner party worth someone not being able to see their mom in their funeral? Is that worth more than someone's grieving of their parent? It's that selfishness yeah. that just makes me fucking sick. I mean, no, I'm already insane. pissed off. As I mean, it's like, it's like we're already being, like, fucked with. Our lives are being disrupted. Uh, we're having to go through this traumatic experience together. Like, it's... We're all being, we're all miserable together. Even those who have us, of us who have more privilege than others, everyone's feeling it to some degree. So it's just like, we're already annoyed as it is. We're already on edge as it is. Like, don't do things like just to make it worse. And of course, what's been making it worse for me is our state of politics right now. And that is one of the reasons why I had to have you on. And I asked you to be on because mm-hmm. you're, like me, more so than me, you're in even more of a vocal, a vocal progressive, very, very vocal progressive, extremely progressive person. Uh, and you've been sharing your thoughts online a lot, and I've been following along. And 
you definitely got there before me, you know, but I will, I will say it's people like you, it's people like Lady Bunny, it's people like Jer Bear Jones, like very, very progressive drag figures who inspire others to not be afraid to be progressive. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, actually it's, it's interesting because like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like toot my own horn or anything, but I've had multiple people um, that I know uh, both Canadians and Americans, uh, several people actually message me and tell me that they're like, they're thanking me for being so vocal about these things because it, there's a lot of things they didn't know and think they didn't understand. And um they were thanking me for informing them on, you know, what's going on with, with politics, because a lot of people don't realize that like what happens in America, it affects us a lot. And it's, it's like an old saying, it's like, it's like the beaver and the elephant, right? When the elephant rolls over, the beaver gets smushed. So right. What, like what, what happens in your country does affect us a lot. We have our own Trump figure now, who's the premier of Ontario, which is the province that I live in. And, Trump inspired like his rise and there are groups in Canada now that are like racist white supremacist groups that are inspired by Trump. So like you can't like the, the, thing, the thing that bothers me the most is when I talk about this and people can't refute anything that I'm saying. They'll just be like, "Oh, well you're Canadian. You do, you don't have anything. You shouldn't be talking about this. Mind your own business." blah blah blah. It's like, "Okay, so because I'm Canadian, I'm not allowed to care about other people like I don't think Americans understand that people in other countries actually care about like them not having health care. Like uh, the rest of us in the developed world are like, what is wrong with them? Like, why are they still like that? You know? Right. It, and, and, and to like, but to live here and live under the weight of that system. Yeah. Which is like, it's such a basic thing that I don't think we should even, that should even be up for discussion. It's just like, yeah. it's like, should people be given water? It's one of those. Yeah, it's, it's that. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's or it should people be given uh, sewage lines to use a flushing toilet? It's that yeah. level of a basic need. Should air be free? Right. Should you be? Should you have access to air? It's like, yeah, well, of course. So, that, that's just, that, that's so preposterous for you to say otherwise. To me, not having healthcare just as a basic thing is that preposterous. It's like it's that it common no, sense. It, it absolutely is, and I honestly can't imagine. I've grown up like as a very poor person my whole life, you know, and I'm, Likewise. I'm doing uh, doing okay now, given the given the situations that I've been in. But like, I'm not rich. I'm not like you know. I have a little bit of spending money, thank God, from the job that I do. But like, I'm not, I'm I'm not rich. Basically, is what I'm saying. I'm far from it. So um, I can't imagine what my life would be like if I also had to worry about paying two or three hundred dollars a month. Uh, for healthcare, because I'm a self-employed person. So what would that mean? Like, and people in America, like, they don't understand, like, they, honestly, they should understand. But the issue is, there's a media campaign, and people think this is a conspiracy. But it's not a conspiracy. The people who own the media are all billionaires. They are all, well, they're multi-billionaires. They're like 100 billionaires. And they are all in bed with the pharmaceutical companies, the, um, the healthcare industry, I shouldn't call it the healthcare industry, it's the health insurance industry because they don't do healthcare. Right. Um, and like they're all in bed with those companies and they all are trying to make those companies more and more money. So wh why do you think you can turn on the TV and get an honest report about healthcare? You can't. 
They're not, they're not being honest with you. They're telling you things that will make your opinions more favorable to the billionaires who own the network. And that's not a conspiracy. It's just a logical fact. You follow the money, you get the truth. Well, and before we can even talk about this election, because what this election is turning out to be is a very bad sequel to the last one, yeah. you have to talk about the last one. And you have to, yeah, talk, yeah. And you have to talk about the fact that Americans were so absolutely gobsmacked that it was even possible in a slight, I mean, they were just, they could not fathom that Mm -hmm. Trump would win. Yeah. They couldn't fathom it because they couldn't, because they didn't understand the, the root of why he won. And and they still don't. And they refuse to accept it. They still don't people about it. This is the problem with, with democratic voters. Okay. The democratic leadership I already know they don't care. They would be happy with another four years of Trump because Trump has given them everything that they want. And all they get to do is point at him and say he's a boogeyman. And they get to excuse all of their own bad decisions and bad acting and point to him and say he's the bad guy. Get out of him. Okay, so he gives he gives the Democrats a get out of jail free card on everything on the massive war budgets, on the trade deals that are, you know, stealing jobs from people. They vote for all that shit. And then Nancy Pelosi gets on camera and rips a speech and people think that she's taking a stand against Trump. She's not. So I already know the Democratic leadership, those hundred millionaires like Nancy Pelosi, they already, I already know, they're corrupt. They don't care. The Democratic voters need to learn and understand that. Now I forgot what I was saying, but (laughs) it comes back to the whole media thing, but also People need to be more people need to be more critical of their representation because the people that you elect into office are supposed to represent you. They're not supposed to lead you. And uh, AOC was saying that on Drag Race the other day. She was saying, you know, a lot of people see us as leaders, but really we're representing our constituents. And that's the fact of the matter. That's what it's supposed to be. So if you see your representative is not representing you, you need to vote against them and get someone better in there. But people are not people don't really think about the local level. They think they think electoral politics is like the end all be all of the whole thing. And what people don't understand, this is what I was saying. The Democratic voters need to go back, analyze the 2016 election and say, okay, did every single person who voted for Trump do so because they are racist or because they are sexist or they support rapists or anything like that? No, not every single person who voted for Trump was a racist. Okay. Right. Not every single person who voted for Trump was a sexist, was somebody who uh, supports sexual assault. A lot of people, my mom is, uh, we're Canadian, right? But my mom is a Trump supporter. She loves Trump. She thinks he's great. She thinks he's doing great things for their country, blah, blah, blah. My mom is not a a rapist or a, a, a racist or like a sexual assault supporter or anything. She's a domestic violence uh, survivor. You know, she's not somebody who's like down for all of the things that Trump talks about. But she views uh, all of the conversation about Trump being a racist and a rapist and all that stuff as just fake news, which is the exact same thing the Democrats are doing now with Joe Biden. But anyway, um, so she, so what I'm saying is the voters don't necessarily consider all of that stuff. What was happening was this huge economic anxiety, which has been caused by the Democratic Party moving further and further to the right. And if you go back to the early 1990s, Bill and Hillary Clinton started the DLC, which I forget what the initials stand for, but the DLC was a committee that basically was established. Was it Democratic Leadership Council? Yes. I'm just guessing. (laughs) I'm just guessing. That's what it was. That's what it was. 
the um i think so anyway <laughs> the the reason why they were founded and their mission statement was to make the democratic party more appealing to what they call centrist but what that really means is right wing everybody who's not an american knows that american centrism is right wing so anyway Democrats have crept further and further and further towards the right wing for the past 30 years, okay? And that's why you have people like Elizabeth Warren who suddenly became Democrats in the 90s. It's not because she became a Democrat. It's because the Democrats became Republicans. Exactly. So, so the Democrats now are almost indistinguishable from Republicans. They agree on so many things. And whenever they agree, it's not good. They agree on massive wars. They agree on Social Security cuts cuts to Medicaid, cuts to Medicare. People are now saying Cuomo should be the presidential candidate instead of Biden. Cuomo is partially responsible for the situation New York is in right now. And he's trying to cut Medicaid at the same time. How can you look at that and think that that's a good candidate when you all are blaming Trump for the situation America's in? Why doesn't Cuomo get any blame? You know, it's funny. And and it's the same thing that... And that's one of the things that just boggles my mind about Democrats is that mm-hmm. they're they're so they just do not do any self-reflection at all you know because if nope. they were if they did any self-reflection they would have understood that work, people wanted change they weren't being represented they yes, wanted change so times, yes so many times I try to bring people the facts about that and their response is like fuck you Bernie bought like they just they're they're exactly like the MAGA people they're not interested in having intelligent conversations they're interested in blue team good red team bad I vote for blue team and anything that the media tells me is not really blue team. I'll bash that. Like for example, Bernie, like the whole media for the past four years has been talking shit about Bernie, calling Bernie a sexist. They would have random women on who are heiresses of like billion dollar fortunes to say, Oh, Bernie just makes my skin crawl. Yeah. That's because he's trying to tax her out of her fucking billions of dollars. It's not because he's a sexist or because he's creepy or he's rude. It's because He's trying to make her no longer a billionaire. Bernie Sanders said billionaires should not exist. And they disingenuously spun that to make it seem like they Bernie Sanders die. wants to kill all the billionaires. What he's saying is he wants to tax them to the point where they are no longer billionaires. And would it be so bad if these people only had $900 million instead of a billion dollars? Right. Would that be so bad for these people? But, $900 million? Yeah. You could literally fund like a hundred families no more than that you could well yeah like maybe like a hundred families for their whole life and that's not enough for one person to have well these people too like they 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 would always say like like trump's a reality tv star like these people that voted for him are so stupid but would you look at all of the people that the democrats were so excited about it was all like identity politics yep it was not because of actual policies or records and and they would just take them at their word and they would just say well they'll they'll change they'll change once they get in this is the thing too this is the thing too it's something that i've noticed a lot is that people take whatever democratic party candidate they initially grab onto and they project their values onto that person so they look at kamala harris and say oh kamala harris is a black woman and she's strong and she's worked really hard she's super smart all these things are true and they think she must believe in universal health care and she must believe in criminal justice reform and she must da, da, da. but she's one of the worst people on criminal justice like she is responsible for a lot of really bad things that happen to black and brown people especially men 
under her watch and women, people people who sent their kids to school in the wrong district to get them a better education, Kamala Harris prosecuted those people. And Kamala Harris refused to prosecute uh, Steve Mnuchin. You guys need to, like, if anybody who's listening to this and doesn't know what I'm talking about, just Google it because I can't explain the whole fucking situation. But anyway, Kamala Harris, for example, is not an incredibly great person. I'm not saying she's horrible, but, like, people project their values onto these people and assume that they're not corrupt because they're in the Democratic Party. But people need to really re-examine that because, in, in reality, a lot of the Democratic politicians are incredibly corrupt. And it's uh, a, result, yeah. a direct result of this movement towards the right from the, for the past 30 years. And people need to really, uh, again, think about why Hillary lost, okay, because it wasn't sexism, okay? She got the popular vote, so she didn't lose because of sexism. She lost. She refused to campaign in Michigan. The Bernie campaign people were begging her to come to Michigan. They saw what was happening with Trump, and they were begging her, please come and campaign in Michigan. You really need support there. And what did she do? She ignored them. She never went to Michigan during the general campaigning, and she lost Michigan. And it was not just Michigan. It was several other states like that where progressives were begging her to come out and campaign there because she needed the support there. And she just ignored them. She was lazy because she thought that Trump would absolutely have no chance at beating her. In her mind, it was a coronation. She was destined to be president. That's like her words. She, I think she said she believes she was selected by God to be president or something like that. And um, so she thought she was marching towards her coronation. And she thought, and this is the reason why People don't really talk about this. People don't really know this. Her campaign purposefully elevated Trump. They called it the Pied Piper strategy. They personally reached out to the media and encouraged them to take Trump seriously and encouraged them to, to treat Trump as if he is the Republican candidate. So Hillary is responsible for Trump being the candidate in some part. Not saying that Trump wouldn't have won without her help, because I think he probably would. He probably would have, because he was such a fuck you to the establishment. But uh, Hillary is partially responsible for that, and people don't uh, give her credit where it's due. <laughs> right. So people, Hillary is partially responsible for the rise of that, and she just thought there's no way he could beat her, so she was completely lazy. And that's that's why she lost. And you can't tell me that Joe Biden, who has all of the exact same problems she has. He has and the then deals, some. The Iraq war. Yeah, the trade deal, the Iraq war, the like all the corporatist things like uh, being funded by all these corporations. He said himself that he will prostitute himself for the credit card companies on the Senate floor. He said that there's video evidence of him saying that him saying he wants to cut Social Security him, you know, doing all this kind of shit all the incredibly fucking racist things that he has said honestly like any 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 random celebrity social media star or something that said half the shit joe biden has said would be canceled like you can't tell me joe biden in 2008 said barack obama is the first mainstream intelligent clean uh nice looking black man or something like that is very 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 fucking racist and he's also said that uh, he was talking about black kids like rubbing his hairy legs and he said it taught him about cockroaches. Like, this man is fucking racist. And you're going to tell me that this man is better for people of color, minorities? He's not. But you've been fooled by the media who've just told you, oh, he's the electable one. He's the only way to beat Trump. Meanwhile, he has the lowest enthusiasm of any Democratic candidate ever in history. 
how the fuck do you think that's going to beat Trump? They, they're just... But when you ask people these questions, yeah. they don't have answers, and they just freak out and call you whatever name they think of. Which I know it's... And be, it's, it's maddening. It's because it's, they're, they're afraid. Like, I get the root of all of yes. this. Like, I get the root of all of the, please vote blue no matter who, because we just got to get rid of him. I, I understand that it's fear-based. I understand that they're scared. But what they don't understand is, number one, in 2016... Like, I was gunning real hard for Bernie. Like, he was my man. I felt for the very first time I wasn't, like, I actually had someone who, when you compared all the records of all the Democratic people this time, like you mentioned Kamala Harris, looks good, but awful record. Pete Buttigieg, same thing. Looks good, awful record. Elizabeth Warren. Uh, looks good, awful record. Like they yeah. they may be good speakers, but they have awful records, and they've had to they've had to you know uh, evolve on issues over time. When you have, but then mm-hmm. you have this one person who has never had to evolve, who has never. Well, I wouldn't say that. Well, he's, I mean, he's in certain, certain in certain things, but on like the really core things, like that are just like fundamental yes. things that are truly important to me. The fundamental things that he runs on, he's never evolved on. Right. The, from the beginning of his political career, he started politics at 18 years old by uh, jumping into a, a desegregation march so and, and chaining himself to a black woman and being arrested. So this is someone that his whole adult life has been on the right side of the big, important issues. And people talk about gay marriage and stuff. Like They're like, oh, well, he didn't support gay marriage until 2009. I'm like, okay, well, that's still three years before everyone else. Like, that's still way before Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, all these people. And Bernie Bernie Sanders was never, like, a strong opponent of gay marriage. He literally just said that it should be a state's rights uh, decision. That's what That was his position on that. And that was a popular position to take as a politician because that made, that made it um, – that took the onus off of you personally, which is what a lot of politicians like to do. But he was never uh, strongly opposed to gay marriage. He didn't vote for DOMA, you know, like Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Well, I don't even know if he was in the Senate. I don't think he was. But <laughs> <laughs> he would have. Oh, he totally would have. <laughs> but anyway, but like it's it's it's, you know, they talk, they talk about that as if that's a win for them. But it's like, really, he still supported it before everyone else. Was it not before everyone else enough? And like. In the 80s, Bernie Sanders risked his mayoral seat to uh, to have a gay pride parade in Burlington. Yeah. He risked his his job for that. He's like a ride or die for our community. He always has been. And I hate when people try to make gay marriage the only issue for LGBTQ people. Like, that's not the only fucking issue. I couldn't give a fuck about gay marriage personally. That doesn't affect me in any fucking way. I'm not going to get fucking married to anybody. At least not, I don't know. I don't know what will happen, but I really don't see myself getting married anytime soon. So, <laughs> so I just think the whole gay marriage thing, it's like marriage is the most important issue. No, it's not. Well, you know what? It's really a, not. a lot of the gay people, a lot of the gay community did, does view it that way because I, I'm a little older than you. So mm-hmm. I very clearly remember the energized gay community, you know, fighting to get AIDS drugs, fighting, you know, to get AIDS funding, yes. fighting mm-hmm. tooth and nail for gay marriage, for all these different things, like fighting, fighting, fighting. And as soon as we got it, it's like, okay, where are you bitches now? They're all gone, which is why I think I see so much um, 
practically right wing kind of get in the toe the party line, do what you're told. Like this, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they're so conservative now. And it's just yep. like, it's like, because, it's because, you, because you, you, you know you're what? happy. Now, you got what you wanted, but yep. like you never, and it's like, when you look back, it's like, have you ever fought for anyone other than yourself? Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and the answer <laughs> is for the most part, and I understand they're like, well, no, because I needed to fight for my rights. And I'm like, I totally get that. Like, yeah, that was your focus. But if once you're okay, if you're like, okay, I'm done, then you're not much of an activist. You were only, you're selfish. It was self-preservation. It wasn't for the good of the world. And so you have all these people that have all of these like awful records, despite that they may be, they might fit into some identity category that appeals to you. And then you have this one person who actually fundamentally with the receipts longer than CVS to prove that he has always fought for us, fought for the people. Mm-hmm. Why does not, why did that not everyone go, finally, someone that cares about us? Yes. yes. Let's all say so, fuck yeah. all these people. Fuck all the 16 people that were on that stage. Like they don't, they're irrelevant. Yeah. We have the one person finally. But that is like they were so bitter about 2016. So, now, so yeah, you know. So now that Bernie has 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 suspended his campaign effectively, right. has ended it, and he just endorsed Joe Biden today, which a lot of people are mad at him about, which I don't understand because he said from the beginning he would do that. But anyway, um, now that he's sort of da-da-da, all these people are doing like a post mortem where they're talking about like, oh, where did Bernie go wrong? He should have done this. He should have done that. It doesn't fucking matter what he could have done because for the past. For years, the media has been running 24-7 negative coverage about him. They've been trying to paint him as this evil Jew who wants to hoard all your money. He's going to steal your taxes. and The the images that they've used to represent him are extremely anti-Semitic. And it blows my mind that so many of these uh, blue-check liberals on Twitter who are so um, identity politics and so, um, so, like, what do you call it, like, I, I don't want to say SJW, but so SJW, right? And which can be a very good thing, I think. Um, but they are they are completely absent whenever the conversation comes up about Bernie's Jewish identity. And a lot of those same people supported Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren, who for 40 years pretended to be a Native American because she thought it would be like spicy on her career resume. Like she literally started saying she was quote unquote American Indian in her 20s. Where the fuck does that come from? You grow up as a white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes and you dye your hair dark and start saying you're American Indian. Like, well, okay. Fucked up. Okay. Hold on. Like hold on. Right, well, hold on. I, and not to defend her, but to add some context to that. Okay. So I was raised in Michigan. And you're going to say the thing about how people from Oklahoma think that they're Native American. Well, not from Oklahoma. Uh, well, from, a, from from America, yeah. because like you know, I was raised. I was I was told uh, that I am uh, German, Dutch, uh-huh. and Native American. Okay, so my mom, when I was when I was growing up, my mom used to always tell me that we are part black, mm-hmm. and I didn't believe her because I'm a fucking smart person and I can look in the mirror and I know that I don't look like a black person. So I've never gone around telling people that I'm black. So, well, I've never also, even, even though I knew it was a small percentage, up, like we knew it was a small percentage yeah. in our, in our uh, history. Uh, but 
I mean, and I, I still hear this from other people in the family too. I, I like, well, maybe my mom's an idiot. And like, well, let me ask this person. And it was like, uh, the, it, so I don't, I, unless I do a DNA test, I won't know definitively. I can understand, yeah. I can understand her saying, I'm English, Dutch, and Native American. I can hear, say, understand yeah. her thinking that, but I have never tried to get into something because of my heritage. That's yeah. that's and, and where she's wrong. Is where she's trying to use that as like a leverage. Me, it's not. It's yeah, not. And, it's, and, not to, and, it's not the thinking that she that her meemaw was a liar and said, right. "Of course I'm." Had high cheekbones. Right, blah, blah, blah. and and that's and and then her meemaw is saying, "Yes, we're part Native American." I don't think she's wrong for believing that because I think a lot of people heard that, especially in America. Yeah, you know. But using that to advance herself is where she's wrong. Yeah, and honestly, maybe she didn't even want to use it to advance herself. Maybe she just thought, oh, this is interesting. You know, I guess I'm Native American, and she just started saying it. Is She should have been smarter and more responsible than that. Like I said, my mom my mom told me that we were part Black because our her father is from Sicily. And in her mind, she thinks, well, the Moors invaded Sicily, and there was uh, all kinds of, like, raping and pillaging and stuff. And people in Sicily have darker skin and curly hair and brown eyes, so we're part black. That's, I'm assuming, her thought process on this. Right, which I've heard right? I've heard so, that too. Yeah, and I've learned this as I've grown up, like the history of everything and blah, blah, blah. I did the DNA test. There's no black in me at all. Um, anyway, according to the DNA test, who knows? But I, I believe it. Um, <laughs> but even growing up, like I grew up in a lot of small towns where – Almost everyone was white and like really, really white, like lily white people with blue eyes and blonde hair and stuff. And I was the darker kid who had like tan skin and like dark hair, dark eyes and like different features than them because my family is Eastern European. So my my family's Macedonian. I have different facial features than like Western European white people. I don't have like a little button nose and like a little, you know, so and blue eyes and light hair and all that shit. Right. So I grew up with people actually doubting that I was white. But I still didn't use that and say that I wasn't, you know? So it's insane to me that she can go through so much of her life. Harvard University called her their first woman of color professor. <laughs> and she accepted that and wore yeah, that. That's where she... You can't take yeah. that back. That is insane. Yeah. Like she accepted that mantle and took that honor from somebody who actually deserved it. And now they've corrected it. Because I remember like six months ago... I was searching online. I'm like, Harvard, first woman of color professor. The only thing that would ever come up with Elizabeth was Elizabeth Warren. Now <laughs> they've corrected it, and they've, they've given the name of the actual woman now. Um, so you can Google it, and you can see who that is. And she's very accomplished. But um, Elizabeth Warren took that honor from her for how many years? Like 30 years? And she she's lied about so many other things. She's lied about being fired for being pregnant. We can go back from, to 2007. And she said a totally different story. She said she left of her own volition. And it's just like all these things don't add up. And then when this woman suddenly accuses Bernie, who has been for women his entire career, in the 70s, he was saying it is a woman's right to control her body. And that was not a popular opinion then. And Joe Biden, for example, was on the other side of that issue, even years later, saying, I don't believe it's a woman's right to control her own body. He had said that. So people, people believing Liz Warren over him is just insane. She is a pathological liar. She has a long history of lying. She said she wouldn't take any super PAC money. Then what happens? She takes $14 million of super PAC money in two weeks. And she leaves it up on her website that she'll never take super PAC money during that same period. Like 
who believes this crazy fucking asshole? Like, she is a pathological liar. Well, also, she used to be a Republican. So it's like, so it's like, where, where is your, where is your litmus test for a candidate? Like, what are you willing, it's like, what are you, but it's like, what are you willing to, to cave on? And yes, as we've seen, they are willing to absolutely cave on everything that the Democratic Party stood for. Because when you do Mm -hmm. compare Biden's uh, policy history and what Mm -hmm. Trump has done or wants to do, they line up way too much for my liking. Yeah. Because the boogeyman the is, the boogeyman is, well, well, people, like, but, but they say if Trump gets in again, women are going to, we're going to lose abortion because of the Supreme court. It's going right. to get stacked. We're conservative. Look yes. what happened with the Wisconsin primary. Yes. Who voted well, that? Okay, but, so, but who, but like who, who overturned that? The Supreme court did. And listen, uh, Biden, was arguing that they should not postpone the primary and that everyone should go out and vote in person. Yes. This is like a week and a half ago. He was saying this on TV and people I remember. just ignored it. They just pretended it didn't happen. This man just literally told people to go out and get sick to vote for him. And he did the same thing in Florida as well. And Simone Sanders got on TV and said, oh, the CDC says it's safe. Not true. The CDC said no one should gather more than 50 people. And the rates in Florida after that day when they had that election spiked up. Well, and they're now they're, they're, well, they're they now held a lot of those primaries in elder care homes in like poor neighborhoods. But but then now they're saying they didn't say that. It's yeah. like people and people just let them go. People right. Just let it slide. So it's like there. So it's, it's like there's nothing that you that you hold. You have no principles because if your only no. principle is it can't be Donald Trump, then let me ask you this question. What happens the next time when it's Mitch McConnell up there? You know, he's way worse than Trump. He was the yeah, one. He's yeah, well, the one. He's the one actually standing in the way of anything getting passed. He is like a, holding the Senate in a gridlock so that no positive things for you will get through. Well, how about he's the and presidential Nancy nominee? Does that as well. People don't realize Nancy Pelosi also does that. And people think Nancy Pelosi should be president. Like... But it's like you don't think that Mitch Mitch McConnell would be absolutely devastating for the country and the world with the way that he he would be wor- he would be much worse than Trump, but he'll right. never be president because he's well, such a. But let but what if we didn't think Trump could get it? What if Mitch McConnell gets it? My point is, there's always a boogeyman. It was Bush before. No, yeah. Then yeah. it's now yeah. it's Trump. Then it's going to be Mitch McConnell. Then it's going to be yeah. then it's going to be uh, Stephen whatever that psycho that is in his cabinet Stephen miller who's like a, a, a white supremacist or or it's going to be steve bannon who is a way white supremacist like it's like it's always going to be that so at what point do you say look guys this man is not going to win the white house against trump this man has way too much baggage he's way too close to him people cried out for change and we are once again ignoring them at what point yeah. do people stand up and say i've had enough of this fucking bullshit i'm not playing this game again i played this game mm-hmm. for people last time i was furious when bernie did not get the nomination for the democratic candidate i immediately that same day i remember it so vividly i changed my and i'm a lazy bitch who will not walk to a post office to buy stamps and turn something in i'm that lazy of a bitch i walked Mm -hmm. bought fucking stamps printed out a party change form and became a green party uh 
member for the for the general yeah. for the general election. Even though I was Green Party by the time the election happened, I was so afraid of Trump winning and controlling who gets into the Supreme Court. I was so afraid of that that I actually bit my tongue, held my nose, and voted for Hillary. And then we got Trump. And then Trump stacked the cabinet enough that we already have a majority conservative Supreme Court. Anything they want to do, whether it is Roe versus Wade overturning, no matter any evils that the administration wants to do, the Supreme Court is going to vote along with that. So we're already fucked. So now, here we are again. The sequel has happened. We're repeating our same exact mistakes from last time. I am not going to hold my nose and vote for Joe Biden. This is where I say I'm not playing this game anymore. I implore everyone else to fucking stand up, especially if you're gay or someone that is marginalized and you're used to fighting for yourself. That Get that active ener- activist energy up and demand change. And I am voting the Green Party yeah. this time. I don't fucking care. I, I don't give a shit. You can bully me all you want. You can say you're you're yeah. just as bad as Biden. But let me just point this out too. Is if you notice now that Bernie suspended his campaign, the Joe's Bi- Joe Biden supporters are not trying to woo us. They're yelling at us and commanding us and bullying us to do what they want. Guess who is wooing Bernie's supporters? Trump. The Republicans are Trump. wooing. Come here. You're welcome here. Why is it so fucking hard for Democrats to have that same attitude? Like, you know what, guys? I know this was an ugly primary and we may have said some – we may have demonized Mm -hmm. you a little too much. And I know it might be hard for you to understand or hear, hey, we're we're trying to make amends. But come over here. You're welcome here. Let's do this together like a real spirit of unity. But it's not like that at all. So once again, dummies – you just don't know how to do these. You don't know how to win. And I'm not going to take financial advice from someone who's broke. And I'm not going to take political advice from someone who can't win a fucking election. So I don't want to hear shit from you people, okay? No, and and listen to this. Okay, so after the 2016 election, the Bernie supporters did come out and vote for Hillary. We yes, have the numbers we did. On that. It's like we did. 80% came out and voted for Hillary, okay? And that's a very big, respectable number of supporters. In 2008... It was like like less than like maybe like seventy two percent who came out to support for Obama because they were racist and they wanted McCain because he had Sarah Palin on the ticket because they were racist white women who thought they wanted to have a woman in the office before a black man anyway. Um, exactly, so but that, no, but no, that is a very but no. Come out for Hillary. That's a very important yet, point because it's always yeah. forgotten and it's always where it's used against us erroneously. We supported mm-hmm. Hillary more than Hillary supporters supported Obama. So you don't get to fucking say shit. Yeah. And the past three years, three to four years, what have they done? They blamed everything on Bernie supporters the entire time. Yeah. They've called them toxic, called them, you know, uh, sexual or not. um, They called them like misogynist and all this shit. And it's, it's been a constant blame game for the past three to four years. So what do you expect them to fucking do? Vote for your candidate again? They're not going to fucking do that. Are you kidding me? It was hard enough for them to vote for Hillary. They're not going to vote for Joe Biden when Joe Biden has all the same issues to a higher degree. And then some because he's a rapist. Of that, he's a fucking rapist. He is even more racist than Hillary Clinton ever was, even though she's the one who fucking wrote a book glamorizing having slaves in her fucking government mansion. 
and uh, like he's he's more racist. He's a rapist. He's also has obvious cognitive decline. Right. And you can't just ignore that and pretend. Like I've I've had I've had discussions with so many Democrats who are saying like, oh no, Trump is just as bad as Biden. And his decline? As, his no, he's not. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it like, is not. We hate Trump. We we fucking hate Trump. He is the piece. He's a piece of shit. He's a fucking demon. I would be elated if he fucking uh, got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I'm not wishing for it to happen to him because that's not good karma. But if it did happen, I would be happy about it. But listen, uh, you can't just pretend that things aren't the way they are. Right. Donald Trump would obliterate him in a debate and he would not be afraid to go for Joe and make him like look like a fucking idiot. And it's not that and Trump that has would... cognitive de- decline. It's that he has a limited vocabulary because he's stupid. Yes, he has. He's he has a limited he vocabulary. Also to be old, right? He also happens to be old, and he gets tired sometimes. But he also can be funny, and people have to be willing to admit that that he yeah. can be charismatic and funny. Yeah, because it doesn't matter if I fucking agree with him or not. Some of the things that he says and does, whether intentional or not, are funny and make people laugh. Oh, we laugh all the time here. Admit that we laugh all the time here. To admit that because if you can't admit the strengths of your competition, you will never beat them. Oh, and you know what you know what they're saying now? They're like, okay, we acknowledge all of that. Eve, everything you're saying, we say, you know what? You're absolutely right. Every negative quality you just listed about Biden, you're absolutely right. Which is why we have to get Stacey Abrams as his vice president nominee because if oh, she's vice president, oh, I, you, oh, you mean Bloomberg supporting Stacey fucking Adams? Yeah, yeah no thanks. But they're like, no, because if yeah. we get Stacey Adams, then if anything happens Abrams. to him, Adam, sorry, Abrams, sorry. <laughs> she's like, don't come for me, bitch. Abrams. So she's like, like, oh, if we get Stacey Abrams, then well, she can take over when he dies because he's obviously got dementia. It's like if you're putting all of your eggs into the vice president who is rarely ever seen, like uh-huh. they're, they're, they're basically they're never there. No, we don't need a strong vice president. We need a strong president we need a strong leader yes. on the ticket people don't vote for vice presidents they don't well i definitely think i definitely think there's something to be said for vice president but honestly in my opinion like watching this the best bet for the democrats to win the election would be have joe biden step down and get somebody like michelle obama to run for president it doesn't fucking matter who her vp is Michelle Obama would actually have a chance at winning, even though Michelle Obama is attached to all of those centrist policies and all this shit. If Michelle Obama came out and ran on a progressive platform, even if she's lying like Obama did, she could win. And like the fact is you need a candidate that inspires people on some level, even fucking Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris would have a better chance at beating Trump than Joe Biden. Can I tell you something? Kamala Harris can at least inspire people on the, on the basis of identity. Can I tell you something? Yeah. She, she was who I supported originally. Well, and I can't blame you for that because a lot of people did because they thought she honestly looks like a good candidate. She's like, she, like she seems like she would be a good person, but then you find out more about her. I know. Like, thank God for Tulsi for doing that. But Tulsi also turned out to be a piece of shit as well. So Right. Like they all had some baggage besides Bernie. And I was... In 2016, I was all Bernie, and then I saw that the DNC rigged it against him. I saw the way the media mm-hmm. treated him, and that is why when this t- this 
election came around, I was not immediately like, of course, Bernie Sanders. Of course, I wanted him. But I was so afraid they were just going to do the same shit to him again, which, of course, they did. And they did. Right. I was so afraid they were going to do this to him again that I'm like, I can't put my money on him because they're going to railroad him. So who is my second best option? So I had to look at everyone's records and every single person has shitty, atrocious stuff in their background every single one of them so i had to say which of these people is the the least am i going to compromise on the least and unfortunately there are some awful things in kamala's past but i said look i mean i've got to fucking pick somebody here and honestly i think she'll probably be the best because i really could just see her being a strong leader like because they ask you right because i donated to her campaign twice and i'm cheap so they ask you, like, what, 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 what is it about her that draws you to her? Like, why are you choosing her? And I would just mm-hmm. say strength. I think she could fucking handle governments across the world with foreign policy. Like, I think she could be at the table with these people and make deals. I think she'd be a strong fucking leader. And she would put people in their fucking place where they needed to be put. Like, she would not put up with anyone's bullshit. I just unfortunately most of the people she'd be putting in their place are poor people in prison. I know. So So it's like, so then it was like, so then I'm like, look, okay, obviously the writing's on the wall. She's not going to win. So when she dropped out, I'm like, okay, who am I going to support now? And honestly, I'm like, you know what? People don't seem to be, people seem to be responding to Bernie more these days than they did the last Mm -hmm. time. So maybe there's chance here. So I jumped on the Bernie wagon, donated to him, you you know, all that kind of shit. I'm like, okay, we're going to ride this. And then it seemed for a glimmer of a second, I'm like, what? This could, this is possible. It seems like it's possible. People are wising up. They're, they're not idiots anymore. They realize that they did the wrong thing last time. They, they see the light. Oh my God, we're going to fucking do it. We're going to win. And not that, oh, we're going to win because we want everyone to lose, but we're going to win. And guess what? For once, it's not going to be about corporations and lobbyists and special interests. For once, we're going to have someone who cares about actual people, human beings, where our lives are imagine? right. Our lives are going to improve. And then our, our worldwide footprint we're going to be able to have a better representation to the world and and we're going to be the world's friend or for once be the world's friend instead of being the the pol- the war police of the world we can change yes. we can change everything and the fact that everyone did not coalesce behind that why are people so hell-bent on voting against themselves i i it doesn't it boggles my mind and that's why i'm like you know what fuck it this time i'm not playing your game this time I'm voting Green Party because I believe in their platform and I'm so fucking sick of playing the same game and getting the same results. And the fact that you people are dumb enough to play this game again just shows that you're idiots. I'm sorry. It's not yeah. – the people who are stupid and the people who are idiots are not the ones brave enough to vote uh, against the corporate establishment. It's the people who fall in line are the idiots. And hate to break it to you people because you need to be reminded because you're that dumb that – it was not Jill Stein, Green Party, uh, bitter Bernie bros that made Trump win. It was all the people who felt disenfranchised and not represented in this uh, po- political race. That is why they sat home last time. So yeah. it's the millions of people who don't go to vote that you need to direct all of your uh, passion toward, not the people that have enough principles to vote their conscience because i'm still going to vote i'm going to vote down ballot as well like people think 
if you're not going to vote for Joe Biden, you're not voting. Like, no, bitch, I'm voting. Right. I'm voting. I'm not voting for him, but I'm voting. But it's you're getting mad at the wrong person. You're mad at me because I'm vocalizing dissent. Yeah. You need to inspire all the millions and millions of people who sat home last election to come out now. And I hate to break it to you. You're not going to – if you honestly think that man is going to inspire anyone to get, to leave the house that didn't leave the house last time, you're that even stupider than I thought you were. Yeah, and also it's 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 very similar to like the environmental argument where like people are talking about, oh, we need to use – paper straws and we need to do this and this it's like okay like i understand like the individual impact like as a whole can be helpful right right but what we really need to do is get rid of the fucking fossil fuel industry because they're the ones doing 90 percent of the harm to the planet so you can't tell me that using paper straws is going to be the thing when we're still allowing these fossil fuel industries to literally kill the planet faster and faster and faster just so that these corporations can get rich off of it and individuals who want to be billionaires. And you know? the proof was in the pudding because people could say, oh, that isn't the case. But guess what? If this COVID-19 thing has done anything else, it has proven that when we shut everything down, the pollution in China disappeared. They, yeah. wear, they wear masks in China, not because of catching diseases, but to filter out the pollution in the air. One of my friends travels around the world all the time. He's a teacher. Every time they have a break, he travels to some crazy destination. He's been literally everywhere in the world. And he sent me – show me pictures of when he went to China. And it, the, the smog was so thick out the window, just looking out the window, that it looked like fog. But it was pollution. Yeah. And he couldn't breathe. Yeah. So as soon as everything stopped, the fucking air cleared up. People could breathe again. Fish and dolphins returned to the Venice canals because it was, the water was no longer polluted with the, the oil from the boats and shit like that. Like all of these I can't positive. Believe there's uh, there's uh, dolphins there. I know. I'm like, there's could be fish there. I never thought so, and apparently no one else did either because they never saw it. But like all of these positive environmental changes happened in this few weeks that we've had been on lockdown. If that doesn't prove it to you. If the fact that we all um, – the the, uh, the COVID cases in America are so much because the, we don't have uh, Medicare for all. We don't have a, a social – like a social program. Everyone – it's all insurance-based and it's all – everything's like – it's all these different blocks. It's not one yeah. whole. So it proved that that's not the way to go. So it's like – because no, if, no. if you honestly think that once we finish this, that we're done with this kind of shit – I have some land to sell you in Florida because the truth is as we continue to fuck up this climate, as we continue to destroy uh, these habitats for animals, as things – as weather patterns continue to shift because of global warming, that's going to unearth way different – many different diseases. Like – yeah. it's and they could potentially be way, way, way worse. So it's like, oh – if you vote, if you if you don't vote for Biden, then Trump's going to do even worse things to environment. Do you not realize this motherfucker is all about fracking? Yeah, Joe Biden does he not care about the planet. He has an F grade for the environmental. <laughs> right, like his, his climate change plan got an F. He okay, and we want to talk about the Supreme Court. I forgot to say this, but right? In terms of Supreme Court, what has Joe Biden t- did? He voted to confirm Scalia who was one of the most, most dangerous and harmful conservative Supreme Court judges, who was extremely anti-gay, racist, all that shit. 
He voted to confirm Scalia. He protected Clarence Thomas from Anita Hill. The way that he treated her is so disgusting to me. He literally denied her, single-handedly denied her a fair trial. And he should never be forgiven for that, the way that he treated her. Um, And, you know, if if we're going to talk about Supreme Court justices, that's his record. That's what he's done. You really think he's going to protect the Supreme Court from conservatives? He is a conservative. Right. He agrees with them. Right. Do you really think he's going to protect a woman's right to choose? Maybe. Well, maybe. He said himself that he doesn't believe they should have it. Right. So it's like, but it's going to be who he surrounds himself with. It's going to be his strong cabinet. It's going to be. But it's just like, guys, you can't wish these people, like you're saying, projecting your ideals onto these people because you're that desperate and you're that scared. Because I hate to break it to you. You could, you know what? Let's say everyone said, yes, let's do it. Let's get rid of Joe Biden. Or I mean, sorry, Trump. Let's get a Trump. And we're all going to vote for Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's going to be our president. Mm-hmm. If if he makes it through one term, he will be a one-term president. And then it's going to snap back. And we're going to get yep. uh, someone that makes Trump look like a fucking puppy. Yes. Because – I was getting to this earlier, but I kind of lost my train of thought. As the Democratic Party creeps further and further and further to the right, they are leaving the left completely open. It's an open field where anybody could go in and grab those policies. Republicans are starting to do it. <laughs> and when you give rise, when you give rise to right-wing populism, that's how you fucking get Hitler. Okay. Right. So you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get them to get a candidate who is a genuine populist but is also a racist and a homophobe and a anti-Semi and a transphobe and all that shit. But he's going to actually care about the workers of this country and want to, the white workers anyway, and, and want to get their jobs back and give them fair wages, give them health care. And they're not going to, um, they're, they're going to look the other way when he starts putting people in concentration camps. And that's what the democratic party is doing by creeping further and further and further to the right. They are leaving populism open for Republicans. They are letting Republicans become right-wing populists, and that is exactly what Hitler was. So don't fucking act like Joe Biden and a return to normalcy, in quotes, is going to actually correct the course. It's not. It's going to make it worse. And they're not seeing this because they live in a bubble where everything was fine before 2016. Exactly. Everything was going great. And Obama was incredible, but they don't even realize that Obama went from two wars to seven. He created a slave trade in fucking Libya. Like he, he did drone strikes on on an American teenager in Iraq or, or um, I think it was Iraq or Afghanistan. I think maybe, I, I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but he did a drone strike on an American teenager unlawfully and killed someone, an American citizen abroad. And nobody batted an eye. He went to Flint, Michigan and mocked them. Right. He stood there. He took a sip of that water and pretended pretended to take a sip of water, acted like it was safe to drink when it's still giving people lead poisoning today to take a fucking shower in Flint, Michigan. Right. Okay. Which is and where my family's from, that safe. area. Like, yeah. So this hits very close to home. Safe. And then, and then he, he used Flint as a fucking testing ground for military weapons. And this is the guy that you think was doing amazing things. The second he got into office, he let Citigroup staff his entire fucking cabinet. The whole thing was a corporate game for the fucking oligarchy. And I don't know what went on behind the scenes. It could be that it could be true that maybe Obama had genuinely good intentions, but maybe he was threatened by people 
maybe he was told he would be assassinated if he didn't go along with them. I don't know. I'm just inventing stuff in my head to justify it because he seemed like a genuinely good person. But the things that he did and went along with are absolutely disgusting. And the amount of people who have been killed in the Middle East and Americans just don't care. Like that bothers me so much. Can we talk about Sherry Pie? Um, actually, <laughs> this is already an hour and 15 minutes. So I'm probably going to have sure. to have you back in a future episode to talk about Sherry Pie because I, I have not discussed Drag Race on my show yet. Um, okay. And I definitely want to have that conversation. So I think I might have to do another episode where I invite you and maybe someone else to really very much dissect this latest season. Well, Eve, it has been so amazing having you on today. I predict. There's I, so much stuff I still want to say. I know. I predict. <laughs> I predict that number one, I'm going to be unfriended by a lot of people because people are petty. Right. Number two, uh, 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 more, even more unsubscribers from my show because they're petty. Can I uh, just, wait? Can I just say one thing? Just a statement on this election in general. Well, I was going to give you I, a chance to say okay. uh, thank you so okay, much for well, being okay, here. I'm taking the chance by force, and I just want to say that as a Canadian, whatever, I'm not. I'm not going to encourage anybody to not vote because I don't personally think that that's my place. So whatever your opinion is, I absolutely respect it. Personally, if I were uh, an American and I were voting, I probably, by election time, would decide to support the Democratic nominee. But I respect everyone else for their uh, their personal opinions. And I just want to make it clear, I am not telling anybody to not vote. And I'm not telling anybody to not vote for the Democratic nominee in order to do harm reduction against Trump. Okay, I'm not telling anybody that. So just to make it clear... You say what you want to say about you voting for the Green Party and whatever. I have no ability to vote, so I'm not saying, uh, I'm not telling anybody else what to do with their vote. Yeah, what the fuck do we care what some dumb Canadian says? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of people do care. <laughs> Subscribe to Rogue Nun Productions so you don't miss an episode of Joy Bomb, Blazed All Our Lives, and Welcome to Misty River. Tell a friend while you're at it. Oh, and, and don't forget to pick up my new album, I Tried to Escape the Past in My Teeth, produced by the brilliant Daniel Cox. It's available on all digital platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, and even Apple Music. Thank you for supporting independent queer art. You're pretty fucking cool.